0: Welcome group members to our second side session. We've got KBI, Justin, and me because K10 is stranded somewhere. We don't really know in in Missouri, I guess. Um, So she can't be here tonight and we're no help to her because we're not local to her, but we hope she is okay. But we are all Mm four mental health professionals talking about mindfulness-based stress reduction today. So let's dive in with a mindful breathing exercise. And I'm going to hand this one over to Justin.
1: Let's do it. This this is not something to try while you're driving. You can can skip ahead two minutes. Maybe once you get to work, rewind back and rewind it and run this. But yeah, I wouldn't follow this prompt while you're driving. But wherever you are, not operating a motorized vehicle, Go ahead and just, you can tilt your head slightly downward and fixate on a spot down on the floor in front of you, or if it feels better for you, you can gently close your eyes. And we're gonna start off by taking a nice deep breath through the nose, breathing in, feeling our shoulders rise, our chin rise slightly, and then just slowly breathing out through the mouth, pushing the air out of your lungs. Taking another deep inhale in through the nose feeling the air going through your nostrils and slowly breathing out, noticing the air passing over your lips. Taking another deep inhale in through the nose, maybe feeling your chest rise, your chin lift up. And as you exhale out, Maybe feeling yourself start to slouch a little bit, really breathing all that air out of your lungs. And then just keeping up this deep, natural rhythm and just noticing anywhere in your body that you feel this deep, rhythmic breathing. Some people will zoom in all the way to the tip of their nose feeling the coolness of the air passing through the nose. Some people will feel that slight sensation over the lips as they exhale. But just noticing anywhere in the body how it feels to be breathing deliberately, deeply, and slowly. Then, for a moment, just notice any sounds in the room around you as you still keep up this deep breathing. Maybe noticing any sensations through the body at all, through your hands, through your feet. Just noticing how it feels to be in this moment, breathing deeply. And if your mind has drifted away, just bringing it back to how you feel in this moment in your body. Coming back to our last three clearing breaths, taking that big deep inhale through the nose, rising up, slowly exhaling out through the mouth. Again, breathing in through the nose, really letting that air reach the base of our lungs. And then exhaling out, sinking down, letting go. Taking one last deep inhale in, rising up, filling up with air, exhaling out, breathing out all the tension, all the weight. And you can open your eyes if you had them closed, letting the light come in. If you're fixated on a spot in front of you, you can move your eyes around, move your hands, feet, coming back into all the sensory overload through the eyes
0: thank this you was Justin. probably the
2: most relaxed jess has ever been
0: so i will say it's actually it was very interesting for me doing that because for those of you that don't watch the video i have airpods in and they're noise canceling mm-hmm. and honestly that and i'm not just saying this because it's you justin but that was the one of the most focus i've been able to do like on a guided mindfulness exercise because literally you were in my brain and I can't hear anything else. So like when I've done that, like when I've done it, you know, in a group setting or um, we might touch on this, but like I had a professor in graduate school that would lead every group supervision with a guided meditation or when I've done it like on apps and stuff. I never have my AirPods in. And so, like, you're still getting distracted, but literally all I could hear was your voice. So, yes, I feel very relaxed. Thank you, KBI, for bringing that up.
1: (laughs) Now I'm just thinking of a study design. Earbuds (laughs) versus open air, you know, what's more effective for people? Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to do that study.
0: Well, and when it's published, I'll do it in the Google Scholar Shorts. Yes, let's go.
1: So, what is this mindfulness thing? What when y'all hear mindfulness, what do you mm. think of?
2: Well, I I think that the world thinks of, um, mm. the meditation <laughs> yeah. version yeah. of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. that is probably like the most common thing people think of when you say, "Oh, we're going to practice mindfulness." Well, I can't meditate.
0: Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: I think of Kristen Neff's definition in self-compassion, which is like present moment awareness without Mm -hmm. judgment. So Mm -hmm. like being aware of yourself, your surroundings, and without judging whatever is coming up for you. What about Mm -hmm. you, Justin?
1: Same, same. Just to add on to what both y'all said, could I agree? It's like I always ask people when I would teach a mindfulness course, of like, when you think of the happiest moments of your life, were you present? Were you there? Mm-hmm. Or were you in your head thinking about shit or planning stuff? But it's like, mm-hmm. it's a different experience when we're fully in a moment, right? You're, you're with your little cousins and you're like, you know, playing in the mud or you're like at some big event or party. But this is like the different modes of the brain where it's like when we're present, when we're mindful, we're there. Soaking up Mm -hmm. sensation, sight, sound, like you're just there versus, and I'm like this most of the days, you know, where I'm like thinking, worrying, processing, planning. It's it's a different mode Mm -hmm. than being present.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I know we're probably going to touch on a lot of different ways that uh, mindfulness is incorporated, or different ways to practice mindfulness. But you know, we talked. We said we we're going to talk about mindfulness-based stress reduction, which is a specific type of mindfulness. And Justin, not to put you on the spot, but I feel like you're kind of out of the three of us here. No offense, KBI, probably the most mindfulness guru <laughs> yo, of know
1: Y'all know other, other parts about mindfulness yeah. that y'all are gonna share like after this that I'm less familiar with. But yeah, MBSR, mm-hmm. mindfulness based stress reduction is what I did my dissertation on. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like at its core, it's an eight-week program where you just practice a bunch of mindfulness exercises across eight weeks. It was created by John Kabat Zinn. Um, and he used it really from the get-go as a research model to help people with chronic pain. Mm-hmm. But When you take the course, it's like each week you're doing different exercises and you're practicing them throughout the week. But they include things from sitting meditation, lying, body scan, mindful eating, mindful communication, Mm -hmm. yoga, like all the different ways we become present of the things we're doing, even like daily living, like mindfulness, doing the dishes, but it's, it's a structured eight week program where you do this stuff together and then you go practice it. You share about your experience. So it's really cool. I highly recommend it. Research wise. It's a very effective eight week program for many things, depression, anxiety, stress. Um, people feel like increased life satisfaction after taking it, but it's literally just activating This frontal cortex over and over again of learning how do I come back to the present and get out of my worrying amygdala mind.
0: I love that. I love that you highlighted like so many different mindfulness exercises that the MBSR program does. Because going back to what KBI said, like a lot of people do think of like Zen meditation, but you like, you mentioned mindful eating. I literally, talked about that with a patient today. Like God. mindful eating. Um and mm-hmm. you know, if you can do it with anything. I usually default to chocolate <laughs> a lot oh, as like an yeah, introduction. Because it yeah. is it, a smell, texture. Um, exactly. Mm. E- easy mm. to um implement. Um yeah, yoga, all that thing. So th- thank you for giving us that overview, Justin.
1: For sure. Yeah. Wh- I, it makes me curious what ways do y'all think about incorporating mindfulness into psychotherapy or otherwise
2: so the way that i usually do it is in the terms of dbt mm-hmm. um so dbt so is made up of four like four pillars and mindfulness is the first pillar and so um it's really just about getting out of your head kind of like we we've, we've talked about already like getting out of your head being really present in this, this moment versus what is going to happen or what has happened. Mm -hmm. Um, it's all meant to slow yourself down. Um, and just to be in the moment because we spend so much time focusing on everything that has happened or what will happen that we forget that like each moment we're living right now. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, their mindfulness, they talk about, you know, the three types of mind, the emotional mind, the Mm -hmm. logical mind, or the rational mind. Right. And mindfulness is really about being in wise mind. Um, and that is where both of them come together. Um, and you find that balance, um, in both of them, you know, they have the how skills, which is all about, um, doing things one mindfully. So doing things, one thing at a time, not Mm -hmm. judging yourself, not judging your thoughts or judging what is happening, doing things that work. So if, um, yeah effectively um Mm -hmm. and so it's it's definitely looking at all of those things and really just how can i implement those and staying in the present moment
0: i love that because Mm -hmm. a lot
2: of times the mindfulness in dbt they do that we do that module first because that Mm -hmm. is the core and the basis of being able to do like tolerating distress regulating your emotion Um, interpersonal effectiveness, Mm -hmm. so dealing with other people. Mm -hmm. um, You have to be able to be mindful of yourself and the things around you in order to be effective in all of those other places. Yeah.
1: I I really like that. Just to highlight one thing you said of like, even it's so empowering to know, where are you? Like Mm -hmm. to even say it's so empowering and people will be like, really? Is it when you're just like, I'm worrying right now. But Mm -hmm. you, you just, when you say that you just came back because you're able to see where you are or you're like, I'm rehashing something that happened yesterday. You just came back. And so I always try to empower people. Like every time you notice the mind, you were mindful, but Mm -hmm. I'm like everybody else. How many hours, you know, throughout the day, am I stuck in one mode of like worrying about something that already happened or planning something that may never happen? And it's mm-hmm. like those two yeah. modes can be pushing and pulling you. And we know those modes generally aren't good for our mental health. Although, again, they're natural in different ways. If we spend too much time and not enough time in the present, it's hard to change or notice anything. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's where that, that importance yeah. of that balance comes in.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I use a lot of different mindfulness techniques depending on, you know, patient presenting problem. Like, you know, we, we talked about chronic illness in our episode earlier this week and pain. I do a lot of mindfulness Mm -hmm. exercises with, um, my patients that have pain or pain disorders. So mindful breathing, um, guided meditation, visualization. Um, like I said, I, Did a mindful eating exercise with one of my patients earlier. Um, You know, I do a lot of self compassion work. So, mindful awareness of recognizing what emotion you're feeling, how that shows up in your body, not attaching judgment to it. Um, Because a lot of times, Mm. you know, when we're, say, anxious, We're anxious about something and we identify we're anxious, but then we're like, oh, Mm. I shouldn't be anxious about this. Why am I feeling Mm. like – and kind of stay in our head and don't realize like, oh, actually, my shoulders are really tight or my stomach really hurts. Um, I do a lot of progressive muscle relaxation. Yes. Um, And one of my favorites just for me that I do, I love to do like mindful walking. So going outside – not having, you know, I just, you know, talked about my AirPods, but not having AirPods in, not having my phone out and not only focusing on like sounds and what I see, but also like how the pavement feels against my feet and like counting steps. And that that's just personally a favorite for me. And I think a lot of people going back mm-hmm. to what KBI was saying earlier about this misconception that it's meditation. Mindfulness can literally be, and you can disagree with me. Anything that brings you to the present moment.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's textures and like tenets, at least in MBSR and principles that like help get you there. Like one of them being like always trying to cultivate beginner's mind, which is essentially mm-hmm. is cultivating an ultimate curiosity as if mm-hmm. you don't know. Because, okay. and so many of us fall into this with our mental health or whatever. It's like, we're writing conclusions of things that have never happened we're telling Mm -hmm. ourselves shit that we don't know like kbi you said the classic of i can't meditate like i can't sit Mm -hmm. still like this Mm -hmm. won't do anything for me but like Mm -hmm. that's just an example towards meditation how many times in our mind are we telling ourselves something like all the time like right Mm -hmm. but that dictates our expectations it dictates our behaviors but when you embrace this idea of, you know what? I don't know. I'm just Mm -hmm. going to be curious and find out and see what comes up for me. Mm -hmm. Being able to have that flexibility and in some respects, vulnerability is so key. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love like it translates so much to psychotherapy.
0: Oh, absolutely. And Justin, something you just said, which I know you were reflecting something KBI said earlier of like, I can't do it. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people, even if they don't, you know, or they know that mindfulness is more than just meditation. Like I will fully admit this, like guided visualizations for me personally, I love doing them in therapy, but for me personally, aren't super effective. Like they're Mm -hmm. not my favorite type of mindfulness. And as I already mentioned, like I had a professor in graduate school that started every group supervision. (laughs) With a guided meditation, and I hated it. Like I, I hate it. Loved the professor, but like it was painful for me because sure. I like my mind goes a thousand miles per minute. I'm like, I don't need to see leaves on a stream. Like I'm worried about all of these other things, and so I used to say like I don't. Well, I don't like mindfulness until I found certain mindfulness interventions that worked for me, and that's what I love about. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness, and even just hearing you talk about MBSR, like there's so many different ways people can be mindful and ways that we can incorporate it with our clients in therapy, depending on what works for them, what their presenting problem is, et cetera.
1: Yeah. And I, I'd love to hear y'all's, I, you just shared a bit about your individual experience, but like I'm not chill at all. Like this doesn't surprise any of you all and probably most of our listeners know that. I am like the least chill dude you'll ever meet. Mm -hmm. I'm a mile a minute all the time. That's why I tell people, I'm like, I'm not good at like being mindful or zen. Mm -hmm. I just need it. Like it's something I need to practice. And I think that's the mm-hmm. things people don't realize is it is a practice, mm-hmm. and like again, your example always is what I tell people when I used to teach this is saying I don't like mindfulness or meditation is very equivalent to saying I don't like exercise. Because if someone said I don't like exercise, I'd be like, what kind? Mm-hmm. You, you don't like all ex- like any? I'm like you. I'm like, I don't know about that. And I know there's people listening, be like, yeah, I don't like any. But I say that, and I'm like, you, probably, you might like rollerblading. You might like mm-hmm. walking. You might not like lifting weights. But the same holds true with mindfulness. There are so many different ways to do it. Like you said, like people are doing mindfulness exercises and they don't even realize they're doing it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I'm curious to hear what y'all's experiences were. Cause like when I first started, I was the same way. Like in if it was a five minute little like mm. meditation, didn't matter what style mindfulness you're doing, if it was in five minutes, I was probably present for like 30 seconds. Like mm-hmm. a hot 30 seconds of that. But like otherwise the rest time gone. Like in my head thinking about mm. crap.
2: Yeah. When you said that, I'm like, I can't wait to watch this video back and see myself during your breathing exercise because i struggle so hard with any of those i can't picture things in my head Mm. so guided meditations out the freaking window they're better than just Mm. like sit here and breathe um sorry justin love you but like they at least give me something to try to do but like Mm. i struggle. like my my mindfulness is very much rooted in that dbt it's very much rooted in um the participation aspect of just trying to be present in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. like, like, it's funny now. Cause like, I remember like literally tonight I got home and I was like, I don't even remember half that drive. How the hell did I make it home? Because I mm-hmm. wasn't like present mm-hmm. in that moment. I was in my head because I've had some stuff go on and I was just in my head having a conversation over and over. Um, that I forgot to be present in like that moment. Um, You know, I tried, like Jess said, that mindfully eat. So I try to be very, I try to put my phone away. As often, like Mm -hmm. at least at most of my meals, I try to put it down and mindfully just eat my meal. Um, You know, I try to do it with my kid. Um, I might, like yesterday we went on a Mm -hmm. walk and I had my phone away, I would say 90% of the time. I like taking pictures and videos of him. So it was out to do that. Um, But I was like, no, like it was a beautiful night. Um, Falls coming in Maine. It was like Mm. 60 degrees out, um, which I hate, but he loved. Um, And we just walked and we watched the cars. And so, you know, mindfulness can, that Mm. mindfulness looks so different for every person. Like if, if Justin sat there and said, Kristen, Mm -hmm. let's go to a mindfulness Zen retreat. I'd be like, I would rather step in traffic. Than yeah, that. yeah.
1: I think you would love it. I think you would love it. Low key. No, I think you would love that. That would
2: love be that. the most uncomfortable. Like, I would probably do it, but that would be the most uncomfortable mm-hmm. for me because I my brain goes so quickly that I struggle to mm-hmm. shut my brain down.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so mm-hmm. that I, I look at that mindfulness in that whole other way. Um, I look at mindfulness like, you know, the Teflon mind. And when I try not to let things get stuck for too long and all of mm-hmm. that, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I already shared a little bit about my experience, but Justin, going back to something you said about it being a practice, one of the main reasons I used to say I did not like mindfulness, and this was mostly throughout graduate school, because I don't know about your programs, but it was like, let's start class with this exercise. Like, I don't know. They were trying to like teach you, but also like, this is our way of showing you that we care about your mental health and burnout. And for me, and there is literature and research to support this. When you have anxious individuals first engaging in mindfulness exercises, especially like guided visualizations, things that require them to like sit still and just focus on their breathing or a certain body part, it can actually increase anxiety kind of go into Mm -hmm. what KBI was saying. Your brain doesn't shut off or you're like then becoming hyper aware of like, Oh, actually my back hurts. Oh, my stomach feels they. And so for me Mm -hmm. initially, before I started practicing Mm -hmm. it more and found things that worked for me, my anxiety would go through the roof. um, And it was uncomfortable. So then I learned there's different forms of mindfulness and I don't, sit and think about leaves on the stream Mm -hmm. anymore because that doesn't help me
1: (laughs) it's wild because like i totally agree with you and it's like whether you're doing mindful breathing or like mindful walking or you're like mindfully listening to a little creek babble on one of these retreats Mm -hmm. whatever you're doing there are some that are going to strike you better than others Mm -hmm. and yet i think having taught this course Mm -hmm. so many times and doing it for my dissertation. There's also, and this is the, and I don't have an answer to this, but I'm just telling you from my experience. There's also the, if you went and you, I'm trying to think of something. Most people I'll pick something kind of random, like rowing. You went and you went rowing like once, like hate it. Never doing that again. I felt my back muscles. I felt my core. I didn't like the motion. Never again. You're probably right. Like you did it once, you're never going back. But anybody who's ever rode before would tell you, yeah, that's kind of what happens the first yeah. time. So mm-hmm. it, it's such a weird thing because you don't none of us should be forced to do anything that we don't want to do, and you don't in life. But there's also something if you hold, I'm just gonna see what comes up for me. I'm gonna get curious. Oh, my anxiety's coming up. What does that mean? Well, sometimes when I try new things, my anxiety comes up. And sometimes I feel a little uncomfortable. Maybe there's other times throughout my day where my anxiety comes up and I feel uncomfortable and I want to avoid. So for me, again, you should gravitate towards the things that have a better pull for you. And it's hard to work through anything if you try it once and step away, thinking of it mm-hmm. like an exercise. So again, I don't have the answer there. I've just witnessed both sides of that. people being like, first time I did the body scan, I wanted to run out of my skin. And now I'm like half falling asleep and feel like I'm floating on a cloud. So Mm -hmm. for what that's worth.
0: Oh, it definitely gets easier with time. So Justin, you already kind of alluded to this earlier, but I wanted to ask you all, like when you do incorporate this in therapy, like what kind of presenting problems are you using it for? What type of clients? Mm. Things like that. Because we talked about pain. But yeah. What other things do you think mindfulness can be beneficial for?
1: I know she's not here, but sleep.
0: Mm.
1: Our sleep goddess is yeah. on the side of a road in Missouri. Somebody pick her up. The,
2: the I know aliens are gonna get her. The aliens her are gonna get
1: her. Someone just passed by and she's like, Was that her? was that her? It was her. Drive back, <laughs> pick her up.
2: Turn but, around, Papa Yui.
1: Sleep is a big one Mm -hmm, because, mm -hmm. and again, not to go too far because it's irrelevant for this conversation, but there is the connection to the parasympathetic nervous system Mm -hmm. when you are able to slow down and become more present focused. So Mm -hmm. body scans are a great one for that because you're usually lying down.
2: you do it a lot with anxiety, right? um you know some of those what's the the most common thing the five things the five sensories right that is a mindfulness activity it is a like grounding activities are mindfulness activities um yep so frequently Mm -hmm. and again it's person to person and knowing what that looks like yeah i would say anxiety
0: obviously chronic pain chronic illness because that's Mm -hmm. the population um i work with eating disorders mindfulness you have to get to that place um especially body related but like i i feel like this is a cop-out but i truly believe that mindfulness can benefit anybody or anything i know like i don't feel like you have to have a mental health condition like stress no for example yeah uh any mindfulness exercise can be helpful or even just to like I don't know, feel a little better and calm or even if you're not Mm -hmm. like super stressed about anything or upset.
1: And KBI has alluded to this a lot in this conversation, but it's even encouraging people to get curious for themselves of like, what works for you? Mm -hmm. Like, cause a lot of times, like I'm the same way in my own Mm -hmm. personal therapy is like, you stop doing things that you already know for yourself, or maybe you've forgotten, like, Yo, when I'm on my longboard, I'm just aware of the wind, the pavement mm-hmm. in front of me. I'm just mm-hmm. paying attention to like the next push. like Or when I'm listening to my music and driving in the car, like it literally could be anything. But it's what activities are you most present in? Maybe, it's, maybe it is that lavender bubble bath at the end of the day. You're just chilling. You're like, I'm just there. I'm feeling the bubbles on the surface of water but don't minimize when you're present you're activating a different part of your brain yeah you yeah you don't have to go on any retreats you don't have to yep. do any deep breathing but if you find the things that pull you into the present yo that's mindfulness
0: mhm 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 i think that's one thing i love about it is cuz like you know we as mental health professionals can teach mindfulness exercises whether it's like formal in DBT, like you were talking about KBI, or just like an adjunct, or people like who can't access therapy or don't want to access therapy can still do these things and right. see benefit. Like, you know, there there's not, and okay, I'm not going to say not harm. The the likelihood of being harmed by a mindfulness exercise is very minimal. Okay. Um. So like, I I think, and I I say that because, you know, some interventions you want to be like taught by somebody trained, but like exactly Mm -hmm. what you were saying, Justin, if you go out on your longboard and you are focusing on the wind, if that's something you do all the time and you're present,
1: that's mindfulness. Mindfulness right then and there. Boom.
0: Well, thanks for joining us for our second side session. We hope you all are liking the shorter episodes. Please rate, review, subscribe, and let us know what you think about the two episodes of week. And we will see you on Monday in group therapy. Bye. Peace. Bye, guys.